Not anymore. Yes, I was a broken woman. Yes, I didn't love me. Yes, I decided to settle for what wasn't best for me. Yes, I was in a toxic relationship. Guess what? Not anymore. I have grown from the broken pieces. I have learned to love me when no one else loved me. I have learned that I will never settle for in my life or my peaceful atmosphere. I have learned the difference between love, lust of a good relationship. Yes, I wasn't perfect, but I learned to work on my mind, my body, and my soul connections. Yes, I have allowed the wrong spiritual around me. Now, I've learned about the not allowing the negative energy around me. Yes, I've been down the road of destruction. Now I've learned how to not move by emotion, but by the spirit of my faith and purpose. Not anymore, my fears will not keep me from being a better version of me. Not anymore, my toxicness will stop me from loving myself or trusting others in my peaceful place. Not anymore, my lack of post-trauma is going to stop me from my future growth. Yes, not anymore. I know I'm powerful. I know I'm overcoming. I know I'm a positive, I know I'm loved, and yes, not anymore, I'm dope, dedicated to other people, empowerment, I love my dopeness and so should you. Hello, hello. Welcome to another broadcasting Empowering Your Voice. And today we are going to talk about mental health awareness. As always, if to those who know me who don't know me, I am Sheena, better known as the lady behind the mask, the author of the book called The Mask Behind the Mask, and the author of the book called Unveil the Pieces of a Broken Mask, and also a nutrition author called The Power of Me. As always, we are always here to use our voice to inspire. So today, I have Ms. Shamika Harris in the building to be able to dedicate some time to mental health awareness, her book, and all the above. So Shamika, how are you doing today? I am awesome, awesome, awesome. How are you? I'm awesome. I can't complain. So we are hitting on this topic of mental health awareness because so many times we don't talk about it enough. And, I, you know, I could say maybe about two weeks ago I was on a panel. So I got the idea, like, why not have the conversation in the group? Yeah. You know, why not have that talk? Because it's 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 definitely a needed conversation, you know, um, especially within the African-American community. We don't discuss it enough. Um, we don't um, do enough research on it. We're just not as you know, enthralled in it as other communities and other races are. We kind of like take a back seat to it. So um, I'm glad that you had that thought and I'm glad that you reached out to me to have this conversation because, you know, this is right up my alley. So 
Yes, uh, absolutely. And I remember from the book tour, you know, yeah. you were saying. So I was like, you know what? I know who I'm going to call. And I'm going to bring her right on in and let her, you know, give her thoughts and let her break down some things and then get into your book. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the floor is yours. And I'm going to step back into the back scenes. And it is oh, all yours. Well, you know, again, I'm just, you know, thankful that you have given, you know, me this platform to go ahead and, you know, discuss such a topic because um, not to have I only, you know, seen it out, you know, in the world, in the community um, that we deal with such a heavy issue. But I have experienced mental health um, issues on my own, you know, myself. I've dealt with that. Um and it kind of took me the last maybe two, two and a half years to actually come to grips with the fact that I was suffering, you know, and have been for years. Um, so it kind of threw me over the edge um, a little bit. Um, and I mean, it took me into a spiral of just downward, a downward spiral. And so I had to dig deep and, you know, pick myself up out of that. And of course, you can't do it alone. Um, you need family members who will love you through such a hard time, but you also have to, you know, find ways to encourage yourself and, you know, get therapy and you have to be accountable to, you know, actually what you're feeling, what you're going through. Um, so once I actually gave up the fact of fighting that, you know, this was something I was dealing with, I had to go ahead and, you know, reach out and get the help that I needed. And, you know, in doing that, I took a journal and I said, you know, I'm just going to write. I'm going to write of my experience. I'm going to write what I'm feeling. I'm going to write um, how, you know, all the circumstances in life has built up to this. So that's how I got up, you know, the courage to actually, you know, write this book, which is called Rebuild. Um, a lot of times we don't even uh, know or understand that a lot of what we consume, food, also plays a part in your mental health. Um, so I had to change some things that I was eating as well. Um, exercising creates, you know, the hormones for our bodies to fight off depression and anxiety. So, you know, I had to, okay, I don't do no exercising, but, you know, I'm trying to get into it. So let's walk, let's do things like that. And always creating a safe space for yourself. Um, I always tell people, you know, you're needed, your value, um, the world needs you, but you need you first. So, you know, I had to take it upon myself and make myself a priority. So a lot of what my book breaks down is, you know, the different things that we fight on a daily basis. I'm not the only one that has dealt with anxiety. I'm not the only one who has dealt with, you know, abandonment issues. I'm not the only one who has, you know, fought through depression or being sad or you know, having crying spells. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only mom to, you know, have to pick up the pieces after divorce. Um, I'm not the only woman to have children and go through postpartum depression. Like all of these things, you know, in a person can build up so much and you just sort of lose it. Um, but what I can say is a little different for me is the fact that, um, I was, you know, I went out, you know, and I was not afraid to actually speak about my experience and put it in a book because, you know, I felt like if I'm experiencing this and there's nowhere for me to go, 
you know, how can someone get someone else be helped by this? And so, you know, this book is for not just women, but it was, you know, geared towards women, but it's for men too, because men do suffer as well. Um, but I wanted to be able to be that tree branch that somebody can lean on and step out on and, you know, come and get the help that they need, because this has been my baby for the last two or three years. So I'm just excited to actually be done with the book and wrapping up and getting it out there, you know, in front of the people and letting them know that, you know, although we do deal with these things, there is a way that we can rebuild our lives and come back stronger than, you know, what actually took us to that point of falling down. And so in one chapter of the book, you know, I talk about um, anxiety. And um, actually, no. I want to go to the part where I talk about affirming yourself, affirmations and how strong they are um, with actually rebuilding your mental state. And so I wrote in day three, affirmations are powerful words put together to form statements that are meant to affect your behavior and change the course of your life in a positive manner. Start making positive affirmations over your life. So this is something that I've always said, but you know how you say things and you don't necessarily live by them? This is one thing that I can say was one of the areas for me. I always tell my kids, be positive, you know, talk positive. You know, when you say you can't do something, change that and replace it with you can do. But a lot of times I saw myself not doing that work for me. So now every day I wake up, not only do I pray, but I affirm, you know, that I am magnificent. I am deserving of this day. I will do well in this day. Whatever I want, I will attract um, the people and the places that I want to gravitate towards me. I will attract um, my finances. I will attract abundantly um, the love that I require. I will attract that. So every day I affirm something for myself. I make it my business and my point to do that in front of my children so that they know that they need to do it for themselves because we have to reprogram our brain sometimes to um, wash away the things that we have, all the negative thoughts, all the processes that we've learned from generation, generations to generations. You know how people pass down things um, and people pass down the lifestyles, people pass down the you know thought processes. But if we change that, and the reason I wrote this book in 21 day in a 21 day journal is because after 21 days of doing something consistently, our mind changes. So if for 21 days you're going through, you're getting out the different um, setbacks and the different stumbling blocks. If you start working through those for 21 days, you start building up the courage to actually rebuild how you want to see yourself, where you want to see yourself go. Um, and so for 21 days, I want you to just dig deep and, you know, finding and rediscovering who you are. Because guess what? Nobody that God put on this earth is just here. You are here for a purpose. So I have found my purpose. And and I've kind of known this for years, but I've allowed the outside world, I've allowed people, I've allowed circumstances and situations to actually, you know, change my mind about who I was. 
but I actually had to sit in that quiet time and for myself, you know, just rediscover who I am. I knew that I had purpose. I knew that God had me here for a reason because I've always been the person that everybody can come to. You know, you can kind of lay your problems in my lap and I'll try to work with you and help you and walk this thing out with you. Um, so me writing this book was just not by circumstance. It just happened that the issues of life actually pushed me to do it. Um, so again, you know, we're talking about affirming yourself. And then I also, I am a Christian. I believe that my faith um, actually held on, you know, it was the glue that I was able to hold on to and to keep. Um, once you have the word in your heart, um, God will never leave you. So I definitely put scriptures in this book because I want you to not only hear what I have to say, but the man who loves you more than anyone in the world, which is God himself, um, he created you. And so I wanted you to understand and hear what he had to say about you. So affirming yourself, Colossians 2 and 10 reads, and Christ and you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So for God to think so highly of you, to think so greatly of you, he made you in his image. And what is all powerful? What is all knowing? He is. God is all knowing. God is so powerful. And he when he created us, he gave us the same. Um, so don't allow, you know, things of this world and things in this life to change your mind about who you are because you are you are and were created from such a powerful loving God and so I put activities in the book as well to kind of you know bring forth you know the feelings or to keep you you know stayed on the fact that you are affirming yourself for the day so I said never allow anyone to make you feel less than not pretty enough so when you feel like you're less than or you don't have what such and such has, be grateful for what you do have. Say, Lord, I thank you for what I do have. I thank you for the fact that I'm here another day. That was a hard thing for me to do, too. When I was going through my issues, when I dealt with my depression, when I was feeling like this is it, I want to be done, cut the lights off, I'm ready to depart from this life. I had to cry so much and it made me cry so much because I was like, I cannot understand why such a person as myself and me knowing who God is not be appreciative just for life itself. So if I am appreciative of life and being allowed another day to live here on this earth to see my children, then I have to know that's a blessing in itself. So when you feel like you have, you know, less than someone else, you have life because there was someone who was hoping that they would get up today and they didn't, but you had that chance. And so when you're feeling like you're not pretty enough, baby, listen, that's one area that I speak so much about with girls, especially my daughter, you know, my daughter, she's 15. And, you know, she tries to have, you know, issues like we all did, you know, issues with her body, hair, whatever, you know, teenage girl stuff. And I have to constantly tell her, like, you're beautiful just the way you are. Like, you come from not just God, but from me. 
and I speak and think so highly of myself. You are an extension of me. So what do you think you are? You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're so smart. And so start building yourself up daily. Don't make it a weekly thing. Don't make it every now and thing. That's just a habit that you need to create every single day is affirming yourself. Whatever it is that you're struggling with or battling with, you need to make that a focal point. And something that I would do was actually take sticky notes and I would write them down. I don't know if you guys watched the show. Um, what was that with Gabrielle Douglas? And she would take the sticky notes and stick them to her mirrors and in her windows, everywhere that she would go, she would have a sticky note like that really worked. And what that does is show your mind because you, we are visual. So when we see, you know, that I'm amazing, when we see what we have written down, when we see that, you know, I am beautiful, I am wonderfully made and I will do this. I will accomplish this goal today. When we see that, we start to embrace it. And it's not just, you know, something that we're saying because it's always before us. So always write down, you know, what the affirmations that you would like. Oh, yes. Dear Mary Jane. That's right. I love that show. That show right there, seeing the sticky notes and seeing what you feel about yourself and seeing the goals that you would like to accomplish um, definitely plays in your head. It, it, it creates your psyche to start building that up in you. It creates your mind to start um, focusing on those things instead of the negative that you just were focusing on. So I, I would definitely say always, always, always affirm yourself because you are here for a purpose. There is not one per person here that has not been created for a reason. Like when you actually think about that, when you think that I, Shamika, was born on October 17th for such a time as this, now, I didn't see any of this coming. I didn't see that, you know, he would use me in this way, but I did know that there was a reason I was born. I did know, and I do know there's a reason why he had me to go through those things. And it was just so that I can be here with in this moment right now. And so I always say to myself, I'm the apple of God's eye. Like, what you feel about an apple? Like, that's the best. It's so juicy. It's so sweet. It's just such an amazing fruit. That's just how good you are to God. You're just that good to God. You are more than enough. You're beautiful and you have a purpose. Keep that before you. You have a purpose. And then so in studying and trying to rebuild myself and going through these talks and writing in journals, I have journals after journals. I said, you know, there has to be something that can tie this all together. And it has to be fun. And what I have discovered is colors. See, everything has a purpose. Colors bring in our mind. It, it brings about a certain feeling, emotion. Um, it makes you think about certain things when you see certain colors. So in affirmation, I thought, what color would be great with affirming yourself? So when you think of fuchsia, that's just like a beautiful you know, pink, bold color. So when you wear that, what are you showing? Confident. And so I would put, you know, I bought a fuchsia lipstick and it was so pretty, but you know, some people would like to wear that. So wear a fuchsia dress or 
you know, if you can go and see a painting, you'll have fuchsia in it. A lot of people have fuchsia in their houses. It's a very bold, confident, and assuring color. When you see that color, it uplifts you. So, you know, I put, I tied all these things in to kind of, let's work through this. Let's make this a process of actually taking yourself through the steps of rebuilding your, not only your life, but your thought process. Because every day, you got to get out the black, whites, and grays. You got to get out. Black is a confident color, though. So I do have, I do speak on black in my book as well, and I'll get to that. Black is a confident color, but you don't want to do that all the time because you're not dying. You're much, much alive. So, you know, don't wear black all the time. But um, when you want to uplift yourself, fuchsia is a very, very powerful color to wear or to have in your area. So um, I kind of wanted to tie that into um, how we can rebuild ourselves. And the point that I was just making was not only do you want to rebuild your life and the areas, you know, in life that we, you know, the circumstances we deal with. But when you create a space where you can build up your mental health, do you know that the devil knows if he takes your mind, he can take everything else. So you can't function. You can't go out and create a life for your family. Green is a beautiful color. Have that in there as well. Um, we talk about um, health and how calming green is. So I have an exercise with green, actually going to a park and having a solo picnic just for green. That's a beautiful color. But how how distracting the devil can be with him trying to take your mental state. Do you know you cannot work? You cannot love? You cannot get out of the bed? Like you cannot do any of these things if your mental state is in disarray. If you are depressed, if you are sad, if you are upset, you can't think of anything. Your mind basically shuts down. And so with this, I want you to train yourself. I want you to train your mind to focus on rebuilding your thought process. And again, I wrote this in 21 days because I want this to become a habit for you. We form habits in 21 days, 21 days of affirming yourself, 21 days of getting out the negative feelings that you have on ex or exude. Getting that out in 21 days actually rebuilds and rebrands and reforms and tr transforms your thought process. So then I want to go to another day. Uh, let's see. So I talk about being strong. The number one thing that people hold on to or grasp or navigate towards when they speak of mental health is the fact that they must be weak. You must be weak because, you, you know, you're crying all the time. You know, you're sad and depressed. You can't move on with life. You want to commit suicide. You must be weak. You must, you know, that person has to be, you know, like the weakest person in the world for them to actually go through that. That's right. That's right. Your children, my children were as well. My children, they don't know how much they have saved my life. They did it because if it wasn't for them, damn, if it wasn't for them, I don't know what have been 
what would have become of Shamika if I did not have my children. So I agree with you on that. Now, um, when we talk about mental health in the African-American community, we take it as a joke. And I say this because when I was going through my breakdown, my breakdown, when I was going through the hardships that I was going through, when I was dealing with myself and wanting to commit suicide, I can tell you so many people made fun of me. So many people taunted me for feeling that way. People even told my children I didn't love them because I was in this headspace that I was ready to not, I was ready to give up and I didn't want to be here anymore. But the strongest thing I could do was to grasp a hold of the little bit of fight I had in myself and actually make some hard and tough decisions to go. I went out of this state that I lived in. I had to leave here so that I can get myself some help. And that's a book for another time. But I left this state to actually go and get help. Like that's just how much it was in me to just run and just not ever return to anybody that I knew, not, you know, to sever every relationship that I had. Like I had to get away. But that took great courage for me to do that. And I know some other people who took the last little bit of courage and hope that they had to actually not just try to figure out, but reach out to someone that could help them. And so what I want you to know is strength comes from the ability one has to recognize their weakness and work on them. And that's what I did. I recognized that I was suffering. I recognized that I you know, was failing. I recognized that I was losing the battle. I was losing. So how did I gain strength from what was what was from what was once a weak area? I had to let it all go. Everything that I had in my mind, every vision that I had for my life at that moment, every idea that I had created, every relationship that I thought was going a certain way, I had to let that all go and go and find me again. I left, went to a whole nother state and just took that time where I focused solely on no one but me. I had my children and, you know, when I think about how my kids held on to me, even in my weakest moments, my kids held on to me. They loved me through the issues that I was going through. And that's why this book is so important because I didn't just write this for me. I wrote this for them when they get to a point because they're going to grow older. They're going to go through things in life. They're going to have circumstances and situations that come up for them as well. But I want them to have something they can lean on. And, you know, the Bible is there and, you know, they have me. But in their own quiet time, they have something that they can lean on. And I want them to know that their mother actually fought. I fought hard to get here. I have rebuilt myself. It has taken me two and a half years, but it does not seem to be that long. And that's what, you know, working on yourself, that is what, you know, building your confidence, that is what 
you know, loving yourself through, that's what it'll do. It'll fly by. You won't even know that it was happening that quickly for you. And so I, I put in here Psalms 138. In the day when I cry, God answered me and strengthened me with strength in my soul. When I called, God, you answered me. You greatly emboldened me. So here it is, this loving God. See, sometimes we get so caught up, and I say this all the time as well. I have always been a person to be big and strong in my faith. My grandmother raised me. She put it in me to always have a faith-based life. She's always put that in me. If you have nothing else, you have the word. And I let that go in certain situations. I put others before God. I put others before me. And when that happened, I lost it. And so we need to understand and know that nothing comes before God. Your relationship with him is the most important relationship you can have because then it allows you to have a strong and a deep connection and a deep, deep sense of who you are. When you figure out who you are, man, you just take off. You just take off. There are no stumbling blocks. There are no hindrances, hindrances in your life. There are, there are, there is nothing that can get in your way when you finally decide to choose you and become the best version of yourself. And so in this, you know, sometimes, you know, people have always seen me to be very strong. That was another thing. It's always us strong people who kind of break. And when we break, it's just, it's like detrimental. But the reason is because we take on everybody else's issues. I have always been the person that everybody comes to. Everybody comes to me about their situations, what they're going through, what they're feeling. I'll sit up on the phone and talk to you for hours and be suffering in my own storms, be going through my own things, but I don't deal with it because I'm trying to deal with you. And you have to learn that you need you time. I, I need you to be selfish. I need you to understand that you taking care of you is what you need to do. And it's the best thing that you need to do. Because when you're not taking care of you, you can't take care of anyone around you. You can't offer um, help to someone. You can't offer love to someone. You can't pour into someone out of a cup that has nothing to pour. You can't do that. So I need you to take the time to love on yourself. Take the time to go away if you have to and just work on what you want to do. Sit and think, sit and talk just to yourself. Write yourself, you know, love notes. I do it all the time. And, you know, I want you to know that if you are not on top of you, then how are you able to be on top of someone else? Hello, hello. And so strong people sometimes don't realize their own strength because they've been blinded by trauma. Now, when I talk about this, how many people have had to sit up and mask the fact that they've been abused um, physically? How many people have to mask the fact that they have been abused mentally, emotionally? Uh, for even myself, like I 
am a woman who not only dealt with mental, physical, emotional abuse, I was molested as well. And I had to shut up about that. Like there's probably two or three people that have heard me say that I was molested. Like that was just not something we don't talk. We just don't talk about that. Why as this grown woman, I'm carrying this burden with me all my life. Cause this happened when I was a kid. Why am I carrying this? We can't carry that. We have to be strong enough to face that thing, to speak that thing and heal from that. So when I talk about trauma, it kind of pushes me to get down into the heart of the situation for a person. I had someone the other day come and talk to me about being molested. Nobody in her family knows. This woman is a beautiful woman. This woman is, you know, a smart woman trying to figure out why can't she open her heart to love? Why is she alone and out of relationship? That block of trauma that where you can't let anyone in because you feel like everybody's going to hurt you. That's stopping you from, you know, God sending that wonderful man into your life. That's stopping you because you cannot, there's, there's just an area in your life that you have closed off. And so we have to deal with that. We have to deal with so many different areas. There is so much in our community that we face and we just don't talk about it. My kids, some people always say to me how my kids are outspoken. They are because I give them the room to be. I want them to know that at any moment in about anything, they can talk to me about it. Now, yes, of course, they're my children, so they need to be respectful in the manner in which they come to me. But I don't care what situation it is. We're going to sit and talk about it. We're going to sit and we're going to discuss because I do not want them to ever hold such detrimental burdensome life traumas. I don't want them to hold that. And I want more people to feel like they can come out about the situations that are holding them hostage, because that's literally all it's doing to you is holding you hostage. The things that we go through in life, the issues that we fight, the battles that we war against, you know, those things, we have to let it go. We have to get it out. And we can't do anything about it if we're holding on to it. If we're keeping it bottled up inside of us, there's nothing we can do about it. But we need to fight through it. We need to, you know, get you someone that you can sit and talk to. Get you someone that you can trust with all of your emotions, with all of your being, with all of who you are. You got to get somebody to talk about it. And that is why, you know, I went into not only life coaching, but I am, you know, in a program for my doctorates to become a counselor um, because this has been so heavy for me. Like, I cannot let this go. I work in human resources. Again, it's a touch for people. I love people. I love to experience. I love to be able to change someone's mind or change someone's day or to help someone you know, feel like today has been a good day when they encounter me. That's just how I feel. And that's just my purpose in life, actually. And so this book it is bringing forth so much. It is bringing forth 
the drive in me to continue to be, to know, you know, to walk, to stand strong, even though I have suffered, even though I have dealt with the fact that I wanted to commit suicide. Like I did not just want to, like I tried, I, tr I tried to commit suicide and when what I did, I'm telling you now, I should not be here. I should not be talking to you. I should not be a voice or a, a face to anything. I should not. But again, God had a purpose. And when I tell you, if I can come back from what I dealt with, from what I've gone through, if I can come back from that, y'all, y'all have no idea. I'm telling you, you can come back from anything. You can come back from anything because when you take the necessary steps to first acknowledge what it is that you're fighting, two, to understand that what you're going through does not make you weak, Three, get you somebody that you can sit down and just pour out, pour out and discuss. And if you can't, I'm going to leave my information. Um, you can call me, email me, text me, however you need to get in contact with me. Let me be your voice. Let me be your pusher. Let me be the one who you can hold on to and hold your hand through the situations that you're going through because you have to get healed from this. You have to heal your mind so that you are able to flow in life, so that you're able to go out and minister to the world and show the world your gift. Because we all have a gift. We all have a purpose. You are a gift. You are here for a reason. We need your, we need your gift. We need who you are. We need you to add to this life. We need you to add to your children's life. We need you. And you need you. Just like I needed me. I, I didn't need me for my kids. Yes, you know, they need me to. Um, they have other people that will love them, but nobody's going to be their mom. Nobody's going to be their mom. And so their mom has to get healed. Their mom has to fight through the issues that I've gone through. I needed myself. I needed me. Like I am the person that I wish I had. I am that person. I wish I had me. And I do. I'm so grateful that today I have me. And so I want you to, when you're dealing with these mental health days, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling, yes, the world needs you too, sis. The world needs you. When you're feeling like you cannot muster up another second, like you cannot give anything more. I want you to remember this. Call on God. It, it's just something about having a connection. It's just something about being faithful. It's just something about that relationship that you have with God that kind of just keeps you. It's, it's a love story. It's just nobody else tells a story as great that God has. Nobody else loves you in that manner. Nobody else, like if you had nothing else, you had God who lives inside of you and nobody else will love you more than you. 
like I want you to understand that. I want you to grasp the fact that you matter to you. You need to stand up for you. You need to fight for you. You need to love on you. You need to be grateful for you. You need you. And so the activity that I had for this, um, for strength is to actually discover what, you know, three weaknesses are. Mine was, I didn't like to look foolish in front of people. Like I've always had this mind that I want everybody to like me, right? Like I want you to, I want you to all feel like, oh, gooey, gooey, gooey about me. I want everybody to feel like they love me. I want everybody to feel like I'm just this. Why? Why? Because the fact is, and the fact remains, and the fact will always be, not everybody will latch on to me. Not everybody will rock with me. Not everybody will, you know, find me as their cup of tea. And guess what? Today I'm perfectly fine with that. I get it. I get it. I really do. Because the plans that God has for me may not line up with what you have going on. The direction that I'm going in life may not line up with what Susie over here has going on. But guess what? All that I do know is, is that everything I do, I wanted to show up in love. I wanted to show up in, in true, genuine, you know, I want to be personable. I want to be, now those are the things I want my moral compass to speak for me. I want God to be glorified in my life. That's just my mission. Not everybody's going to be with that. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. And so when I start discovering, you know, some weaknesses I had, I said, okay, well, now that I know, you know, what the issues are and areas where I'm weak, how do I turn this thing around? How do I work through, you know, this area? How do I fight, you know, the temptation to always wanting to feel the, you know, the need to be liked? That also came from I discovered myself, too. And I'm in therapy, been in therapy for the past two years. Um, I discovered that my idea and my thought process to always be like came from me not liking myself. Plain and simple, like, you know, everybody's always like, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so, you know, well-spoken. Oh, you, you know, you're great at your job. Or, you know, you're so beautiful. You just that. Nope. I didn't think any of those things to myself. Nothing. I did not love me. I did not appreciate me. So I allowed so many things to happen in my life because I was just not in love with me. And when I found out that I wasn't in love with me, I had to figure out how to get back in love with me quickly. I had to figure out how to um, love myself through. I had to figure out how to be my own cheerleader. I had to figure that out. And every day since I discovered that and walking through that process, every day, it is my ultimate goal to fall in love with myself. That's all I have. I, I'm here to love on me. I'm here to show that I'm strong. I'm standing up for myself. I am capable of doing all that I need to do. 
I am capable of going out into the world and expressing myself, I had to stand up and be strong. And so in this, you know, brown, people don't naturally gravitate or wear brown. It's just not a color that you go through or that you will wear or that you, you know, navigate towards. But actually brown is, you know, something that signifies strength. When you're, when you see strength, when you see a tree bark, you can see that you can lean against it and it'll hold you up because it's dependable. When you see that, you know, that tree stump, you go out there and you see how it doesn't move. It's strong. It's going to be there no matter what you do to it, unless you bulldoze it and take it and dig it out of the ground, it's there and it's going to stay there. And so this day I asked, you know, to name three things that you see brown, see strength in those things that you see that are brown, like tree bark or, you know, bears are strong and they're brown. See these things and see how when you look at it, how it changes, how it makes you feel that they're so strong. You're just as strong. You're just the same. And then another, um, let's see what else, kind of a point that I want to touch on. This was actually maybe my number one issue. This is where I feel felt it all started for me was the fact of having abandonment issues. Um, as a little girl, I have dealt with this. I have dealt with the abandonment of a father having daddy issues. Every girl that does not have her dad has this issue of she's always searching for a man just like him. So we kind of deal with things differently because we're always chasing this idea of who our father was or who he is. Even if we don't know him, we're always chasing that idea. And so as a girl, I remember, you know, always longing for and looking for and needing my father and he was not there. And as I got older, I went out and, you know, I kind of looked for him still, like he was across the world and I'm still looking for him. And what I had to come to terms with is, you know, he is who he is. And I could have easily stay angry with the fact that I'm his only daughter and he wanted nothing to do with me. Like he left me, like he wanted, you know, to live his life and not have a relationship with his only girl. I dealt with that hard and harshly. Um, I took on things because of dealing with that issue. That's always been an issue where I felt like I just carried so much on me. I allowed certain things to happen to me from men because I always felt like I had to keep them. If I, if I let him do this to me, then he'll stay around. If I let him talk to me this way and just be quiet, I, he'll stay around. Like I've always dealt with that thing because I had daddy issues. I had abandonment issues. And so I want people who have, you know, gone through this or are experiencing this today. Um, usually abandonment issues do happen in childhood, but we have to work through that. We have to face that fact. We have to stand up in the mirror and just become so aware in the fact that it was not you that caused anything to happen. It was not you that caused, you know, that person to walk out on your life. It was not you that caused, you know, that person to treat you this way or, you know, shut you out. It was not you as that person. 
don't take on issues in yourself that other people have with themselves. That's not your load to carry. And so it can, you know, abandonment feels kind of like playing hide and seek with somebody who they count, you know, you count, you count, you count, you count, but they never come out. They never come and find you. You know, you're just there waiting. You're there counting and they never come and get you. And so what have you picked up? What have you developed, you know, after dealing with such an issue? Abandonment is such a heavy, heavy issue. Abandonment is such a detrimental part of our mental state of being um, because then that'll create I'm not good enough when that is so far from the truth you're totally good enough you're worth it you're worth everything that God has put on this earth you're worth it you're worth it all but we will take on the fact that someone abandoned us and become so insecure that we let ourselves down but we can't live like that. We can't live a fruitful life and diminish who we are. We can't live a fruitful life and not, you know, feel that we are worth it. We can't live a fruitful life if we can't, you know, if we feel that we're not, you know, we're not adequate enough or we're not smart enough or beautiful enough for someone to stay in our life. Because what those people deal with, that's what they deal with. That's not you. Don't put that punishment on yourself. And so the scripture that I have for this is, though my father and my mother may for, mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. You have one assurance that God never leaves our side. Now, there are times when we leave him. There are times when we give up on him. And we kind of put him to the wayside and we kind of say, okay, God, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow. I'm not going to live for you today, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. But the thing is, he never leaves us. He never does. He's always waiting. He's always willing. He's always able. He's always there for us when we need him. It's just us who leave him. We leave him. He don't leave us. He never leaves us. And so the activity that I have for today um, dealing with abandonment is... Um, I want you to think of the time where someone abandoned you. And I, and I always think of this time where my father had come. He told my mother he was coming to pick me up and I was at my grandmother's house. And so my mom was like, go and hide from your dad, hide from your dad. So I went into my grandmother's pantry and I was sitting there, I was high and I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Okay you know, just counting in my head, like just count one, two, three, four, five. And I don't know what number I stopped on, but I just stopped counting. I was like, it's taking him too long. And when I got up, I'm like, okay, well, where is he? Like, where, where is he? Where'd he go? He was here. And it's like, he left. And I don't know what that was about. I don't know if it was because he was mad at my mom or they had words or whatever it is, but he left me. He, he didn't come. Like, I'm sitting there counting, waiting for him to come and, you know, get me and pick me up and hug me and twirl me around, you know, just, but that never happened. And so when I think about that, how that moment made me feel, that moment as a kid, I probably was seven or eight years old, 
built up a wall and said, I will never let nobody get close to me. Like I, I, I just will not love somebody that much that I allow them to just drop me. Like I will not do that. But then I had to think about the fact that now I'm a parent, I'm a mom and it, it doesn't matter what my kids go through, um, what my kids choose to do. I will always be the one to pick them up. Like that is just, if, if I can't be there at that moment, I'm going to try to figure out a way to let them know that, you know, in this instance, I can be what, but whatever I can do, I want to be there. I want to support them. I want to be the person that they can lean on. Like I just, as a mother, it is just important for me to let them understand that I am there to always be by their side, to support them and love them through whatever they deal with. And so that was just three chapters, you know, of the book that I did go over. Again, the book is titled Rebuild. Um, you can find it on Amazon if you need copies, you know, um, I definitely pass along my information so that, you know, can get in contact with me. If you need somebody to help you go through the issues of life, I'm here as well. I am a certified life coach, um, actually in school for my doctorates um, in counseling. So, you know, this has definitely birthed something else in me. It, it's created a monster, but <laughs> here I am. <laughs> that was awesome. Do you have the book with you so you can show them the cover? I don't because I just posted it. I'll just yes. again from the picture you sent me and okay. then just yeah. the links inside the group so that they can see it and be able yes. to purchase it and your contact information, how to contact you. But leave them with one positive thought for the rest of the weekend and then tell them how to contact you on your social medias to follow you as well. Okay. One positive thought. Um, this is something I just live with every day. There is no one who needs you more than you. When you figure out how strong, how powerful, how magnificent you are, like when you actually step into your greatness, when you step into that, life just takes off. So I want you to know that once you go through the issues of life, you step into your strength, rebuild yourself, and watch how you take off. Just watch how you take off. You're going to do it. You were built for it. We all had a purpose, but so we were built for it. This was so amazing. And since you only went through three chapters, you know you're coming back, right? I, I'm coming back. You have me back. I will be back. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Why not? I mean, like I said, it's a conversation that needs to be had. It's a conversation it, it, that needs it, to be talked yes. about. And it needs to be yes. talked about more often. It does. I agree. It's It's Definitely something we need to put on the table. We need to eat it. That's another thing. Um, we have been so trained to eat badly. Mm -hmm. You know, it has been passed down to eat certain things. I even had to stop eating a lot of stuff because it was affecting my state of mind. Red meat, too much red meat, not good for your mental health when you're depressed mm -hmm. or Going I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't eat red meat anymore. Wow. Even though I, you know, I don't struggle 
mm-hmm. you know, in that area anymore. I don't have that feeling. I'm, you know, I have, I'm not going to say that I'm just 100%, but I'm a work in progress. You know, right. every day it's easier. But yeah, I don't eat red meat because of that. See? So she dropped yeah. some jewels, guys. And yes, we will have her back. And I want to thank you for coming here and blessing us with, you know, some information with that mental health, health, mental health awareness. See, tell you, I need rest. Sometimes, (laughs) yeah, don't want to come out for you, but it's all right. I'm going to keep going because it's power in the voice. That's right. That's right. Yes, it was an it was an honor. So, guys, I want y'all to make sure y'all share the broadcast, like, comment. Somebody might be needing to hear this. Follow Shamika. Mm-hmm. Get her book, 21 Days. 20, 21 Days. I, I, I'm sure you can do 21 Days because you do the, what some years holding it. So, 21 Days. You hold it for your lifetime. You holding this for 20 years. Right. 21, 21 Days. Years. 21. That's it. Change your mindset. Change your mindset. Your life. It can save you. Yes, right. So as always, guys, I thank y'all for tuning in to Powering Your Voice because, you know, this is where we drop them jewels at for you. Share with a friend. Share with somebody that might need to hear it. But as always, we'll be back with something. I haven't decided on what I may have to put into this group, but definitely we'll be back with some recaps and some other information. I thank y'all for tuning in. I have been your host, Sheena Gadine the author of The Mask Behind the Mask, the author of the book, Unveil the Broken Piece of the Mask, the new children's author of The Power in Me. And I will continue to be, you know, of course, I'm a life coach too. So you can see either one of us. So as always, I thank you for tuning in. And please like, share. Somebody needs to hear this. Have a great one. See you next time. Introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Speaker, entrepreneur, motivational coach, and author, Sheena Gadine. If you wish to contact her, you can contact her via email at sgadine16 at gmail.com or 